Yeah, it's the Paradise Paradox, bringing it to you raw and hardcore, pounding your mama till she says she don't want no more. So, look deeply into my eyes and repeat after me. I am going to share every Paradise Paradox video that I see on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, share it on my bathroom wall and up the underside of my mattress. Paradise Paradox Infiltrate in your brain matrix. Okay, so my name's Kurt Robinson. Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. And uh, today, well, it's April 2016 and it's getting increasingly difficult to ignore that a lot of people are obsessively searching, investigating, researching, and even conducting experiments about the shape of the planet Earth. So, some people claim it's flat, some people claim it's an oblate spheroid, uh, others claim it's convex, concave, uh, an inverted dome, or it's even hollow. So, me personally, I'm going to put on my aluminium foil hat, tin foil hats were sold out, so we can explore this subject in a little more detail, talk about some of its ramifications, how such a thing might be possible as a worldwide conspiracy to stop you realizing that you're working, walking on a flat plane or a convex inverted pyramid. So let's get into it. Let's talk about impossible things. Alice laughed. There's no use trying, she said. One can't believe impossible things. I dare say you haven't had much practice, said the Queen. When I was your age, I always did it for half an hour a day. Why, sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. It's important to push your mind by believing in impossible things. Perhaps you've heard the words, I refuse to believe that our government would do such a thing. Or maybe you've even said those words. That means that the worst kinds of people can hide the worst kinds of lies in the last places you would look. Inside the places where you'd refuse to believe. Now, I'm not going to ask you to believe six impossible things before breakfast. You might be new to this, so I'm not actually going to ask you to believe something difficult, such as believing that the only thing keeping your body on the floor right now is your force of will. I'm just going to ask you to imagine something. So come with me on a journey of imagination. Imagine a world deceived. This is the grand deception. Every person on this imaginary earth has been taught that the earth is a sphere or a spheroid. Those who question this belief are derided. They don't require any evidence to support this claim. Derision is sufficient. But some people do respond with evidence 
but they've never had cause to defend this belief because it's so prevalent. And so, they normally respond with illogical arguments. They will say things like, People have known this for 4,000 years. People have known for 4,000 years that the Earth is a sphere. Of course, people have known many things for 4,000 years. Many of them turned out to be wrong. You're all just religious nuts, they will say. Or they'll just straight out say, The Earth is round, goddammit. Or they'll even form an argument. The moon is a sphere. The sun is a sphere. And therefore, the Earth must be a sphere. Of course, that doesn't follow logically. It's like saying if I walk into a party and I see that everybody is Mexican, that I must also be Mexican. Or another variation would be Jupiter is a planet. Mars is a planet. Earth is also a planet. Or at least we call it a planet. Therefore, it has the same shape as these other planets. Which is a questionable argument because we don't know if Earth is the same form of thing as these other two things. It's just assuming that which was to be proven. Although, gal, circumnavigation. People have circumnavigated the Earth. Of course, you can circumnavigate Australia. That doesn't prove that Australia is a sphere. You can circumnavigate an Earth almost regardless of what kind of shape it is. Or they'll just declare, at some point, you have to say that the science is settled. And of course, some will have more elaborate, reasoned arguments. What does the Earth look like? These people on this imaginary world have been fooled into believing it's a sphere or a spheroid, but it might look very different. Nobody, except perhaps an elite few, have ever seen the shape of the Earth with their own eyes. So the true shape of the Earth is still up in the air, so to speak. The world might stretch across a huge endless plain, with Earth, or what we know as Earth, surrounded by a tall ice wall. If we journeyed past a wall, would we find other worlds similar to our own? The world might be a flat disk, covered by a huge translucent dome. The world might be a complete concave ball, or a concave ball covered by a dome. It could be many, many things. I mean, imagine. Go ahead. Be my guest. Wonder. What shape might the world have if you didn't know what shape it had? Why fool the world? Why would you want people to believe something so ridiculous and apparently so unimportant to their everyday lives? The first reason that the rulers of this imaginary earth might want people to believe something so strange bureaucracy. An organization receiving billions of dollars of government funds is given the charge of putting people into space. But at some point they realize they can't do it. 
any lie that they produce must comply with the dominant paradigm of the time. So, if they tell people that they went to the moon, then they must say that we saw the earth and the earth was a ball. Any subsequent discovery that they claim to make must be more or less congruent with their previous lies. So if they have pictures of the earth, which they manufactured through their early journeys, pretending to go to the moon, then they would have to support those. They would have to pretend that those are still real, even if there was some evidence to the contrary. To continue to get funding, they must continue to lie. Number two reason for making people believe in complete nonsense is the power of absurdity. Those who can make you believe absurdities can make you commit atrocities. Voltaire. So you start with the most absurd thing you can imagine. Fool people about the very nature of the world that they live in. Make people deny what they see with their own eyes. Then, what won't they believe? If you can make people believe that up is down or, or down is actually a, an arbitrary direction, then what's stopping you from making them think that war is peace? that obedience is freedom, or anything else. Third potential reason, to counter the biblical description and try to diminish the importance of Earth and of the people living on Earth. So, the Bible on our imaginary Earth presents the Earth as flat. Science presents it as a spheroid. The Bible presents the Earth as unique Science presents it as one of millions, one of millions of or thousands of similar planets. The Bible says man came from Earth, was created from Earth. Science says that man was evolved from creatures that came from water. The Bible says that man came from God's image. And science says that man was descended from primates. Bible says that a universe was formed by intention. Science says the universe was formed by a series of improbable coincidences. Reason number four, the power of symbols. Everybody knows this phrase, thou shalt not worship craven idols, or you shall not worship craven idols. Why... Uh, Christians and, and, and Jews commanded not to worship craven idols. It's a kind of magical law, a way to manipulate people. The people who control the symbols control the world. Everyone is watching the chess men. No one is watching the hand that is moving them. Deification of objects gives men the influence of gods. So, for example, in the Catholic Church, they control the symbol of the Sacred Heart, the symbol of the Virgin Mary, the symbol of the rituals of sacrament, 
uh, with uh, wafers and wine. And through this, because people must go through these processes and observe these symbols, treat them with reverence, that gives the Pope and all the people in his orbit certain power to manipulate others all over the world. Those who have the concept of the earth, those who control the concept of the earth have the power of fear. They can tell you that there is a meteor approaching earth and tell you that it might hit the earth. They can say that extraterrestrials are invading the earth. Reason number five, to fool the world, just to fuck with people. When you've conquered the world and control its wealth from behind a scarlet curtain, you don't need a reason to launch a 500-year propaganda campaign. You can do it on a lark. You can do it on a bet. You can do it just to tell the story later. You don't need to have an elaborate, well-conceived reason. You already own the earth. You already own everybody on it. So do whatever you like with them. Reason number six. It's beyond our comprehension. Their objectives are just beyond our comprehension. We don't know what kinds of people would want to do such a thing. We can't know what their intentions are. Now, how would they do it? How do you fool a world? An imaginary one or a real one? What the left hand doesn't know. But when you do merciful deeds, don't let your left hand know what your right hand does. Matthew 6, 3. Only the highest level has to lie. Subsequent levels will continue the lie in good faith, even using their own ingenuity to support it. If you have a structured, hierarchical system with some kind of control over the flow of information, you just have to go to the top. That's a central point of failure. A school teacher will impart the knowledge. A scientist will repeat what his fifth grade science teacher told him. When he later becomes a professor, he will teach the deception to his students, reinforcing it all through the educational system. Certain public figures will be given elevated speaking platforms. They have been so sold on the ideas that they make for useful idiots. In a hierarchical education system where people are taught to memorize and accept instead of question everything, there are central points of failure. Get the right minds in the right places, and they all fall. Working in a large organization, you generally don't know what other departments do exactly. You might not even know what their capabilities are. It's even very likely that your boss doesn't even understand your job. So if you have a large space administration, and it's divided into several departments, each one working on very highly specialized elements of the overall project, you don't need to necessarily maintain the lie or ask all of them to remain silent because none of them 
not one of them knows exactly what they're working on. Only small elements of it. Scientism. On our imaginary earth, science is treated as religion, with its dogmas such as the law of conservation of energy, the idea that nothing but matter can possibly exist, and the idea that the earth is a spheroid. Questioning these ideas is heresy. But of course, when people who support science are questioned about these dogmas, they will run behind the idea that science is merely a process, and nothing is beyond question to the scientific method. But that won't stop them getting highly emotional when you do question. Someone would have spoken out. People in our imaginary world expect the mainstream media to tell them about the things which are out of the ordinary. Things which would make them uncomfortable and disrupt their view of the world. This is another central point of failure, embraced by the powerful. If they can infiltrate the media organisations, they can tell the people what to think. Also, often, it just isn't profitable to tell people what they don't want to hear. Uncertainty in an uncertain world. As a side effect of the memorization method of education, people are very intolerant of uncertainty and ambiguity. The idea that they might not understand the nature of the world in which they live is very discomforting to them. That means it's easy to perpetuate the lie because nobody wants to question it lest they feel uncomfortable. So what's the point? Why have I taken you on this journey of imagination? Back in the real world, you might remember that uncertainty is a huge part of life. You should not be afraid of uncertainty because it disempowers you to be afraid of something you cannot control. If you're unable to wonder about what the world is, could be like, or might be like, you have been robbed of your imagination. Yet, you can always reclaim it in an instant. It's fine to wonder. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's alright to say, let's assume. Even just for fun. Your mind is a playground your imagination is a gift. Don't let your ideas about practicality prevent you from exploration. Don't allow your preconceptions hold you back from what might be possible. Remember, you're not bound to believe what was taught to you long ago. You're free to believe anything, or even to reserve your beliefs, to believe nothing at all. And regardless of what you believe, your imagination is always free to wander. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this video, have a look at our website, www.theparadiseparadox.com. Feel free to give us a tip. We appreciate all your generous donations 
that have been flooding in, head on over to donate.theparadiseparadox.com. Thank you.